Are you living on trend? I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 344, Hot Living Room Trends. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 344. We love talking about trends, don't we? Like, not only do we like talking about it, even though we're not trendy, <laughs> it's fun to talk about, but everybody loves it. So we want to mm-hmm. give you guys what you appear to love, you know? So you guys <laughs> what you seem appear- to really they like do love trends. them. <laughs> The only way we can tell is that, you know, we see how the downloads like, whoa, people go crazy when there's a trends one. Mm-hmm. Well, and before we get into the trends, I, I have two phrases that I like to think about when we're talking about trends, because I oh. want you to all put this in perspective. Mm-hmm. The first phrase is what goes up must come down. And the other one okay. is the bigger they are, the harder they fall. No. And Well, and the reason I'm bringing these up now, obviously, these are not always really don't normally have anything to do with with trends. They weren't meant originally to be used talking about trends. But the point of this is, obviously, if something is super hot at one point, it's not going to be hot later. The whole thing with trends is for it to be a trend, it has to be popular at one particular time and then not popular before or after. So the whole point of it is, if you buy something on trend, know that it will not be on trend later is the first point. And things that are super red hot, red hot, red hot, those things will crash and burn. Those oh. things will go out with a fury. So keep that in mind. So, you know, if there's something that's very specific to a particular time frame, it will look dated later on. If there's something that really was never a big trend and people can't tie it to a specific specific time, then that's something you're going to be able to use for the long haul and it's not going to look dated later on. I 100% agree, but I do want to add, and I know that you will agree with this too, is that there are the things that do get hot, but then they can sustain and they become classics. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, that's true. But it's right, exactly. Like the hot, hot starlet that was in every movie. And then she's still around in her 40s and 50s and 60s, and she's still making great films. You know, it's sort of something like that. That's subway tile. You know, <laughs> that's things like that, that then transition. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It may not be hot for a long time. And that's true. Not everything that's super hot is going to be super out. But mm-hmm. I just think about granite. I mean, when granite first came on the scene as oh, a countertop, wow. it was billed as this is the end all be all. This will never go out of style. And right, now right. the mottled brown uh, granite we're seeing nowhere now. It's, it's nowhere it's, new. Yeah. It's, well, that's it's, what I mean. You're, we're seeing it nowhere yeah. as far as the trends. We don't see it anywhere as right. far as trends. I mean, obviously, oh, a no, lot of people no, have no. their homes. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So, yeah. That it's excellent trend advice and mm-hmm. great phrases to keep in mind when you're making decisions for your, especially your higher priced infrastructure of your house. Like right. So, it's fine. So, like to. That. To rephrase what what Kelly said, I I do agree with you. I think, for example, if you buy marble, it is a classic. It's gotten hot lately, but it's still a classic. There are certain classics that may not be as hot later on, but they'll always be a classic. And the gray, we've talked about it. Gray, I think, is is a newer classic. As long as you didn't get the cold blue gray, I think it's going to be in for, you know, for the duration. So there you go. I'm with you on that. So today we're going to uh, be in your living room with you and we're going to talk about hot living room trends. Now, you know, these are trends that, you know, we start kind of poking through, uh, you know, when all the new trends come out in uh, December, early January and stuff like that. So these are things that are still happening now that where the year has worn on a bit uh, with regard to outfitting your living room. And one of them is colorful seating. You know, we said color was coming on strong this year. Um, Definitely on the scene. And this is actually kind of a great place to put some color in a room, like a living room, in an accent chair. And we just did a whole 
episode on accent chairs and you know this would be a fun place to get that what am i calling it saffron yellow burnt yellow because that's a hot color now accent chair or maybe something with even a pattern on it with some color it's a nice way to introduce it in a uh, a somewhat non-committal way because you can get those chairs that are not that expensive and it really does it will add a lot to that room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely seeing the bold colors everywhere, especially in velvets, rich, rich textural fabrics. I think to it's, it's a change from all the whites and the grays. People are wanting more color. They're wanting more richness in their fabrics. And that's something that was out for a long time. So, you know, it's time for it to come back. Right. And if you're doing this, if you particularly if you're adding some an accent chair or you know, colorful seating in the form of a large sofa or something like that, you're definitely going to want to balance with a lot of neutrals still in the room. So, you know, the the onset of this co- new color trend doesn't mean the neutrals are going away. They're oh, no. there and they're going to maybe be more of the supporting players to some of these pops of color. I, right. And like you said, classics. And neutrals are classic, so it's. I don't think they're ever going to be something that it's just not in style at all. You, you can't. Right. It's like you can't get rid of white. White never goes out of style. Exactly. It's just not always hot. Exactly. Uh, so you know what I saw is that the mud cloth and indigo are out, and you were just talking about mud cloth. I was. I was explaining what it was. Yes, I remember that, and now I'm reading. So it's a hot living room non-trend. It's gone. Not so much now. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm what I'm reading. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was like, I mean, how much of that could you have? And it's a very specific look. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, so if you have it and you love it, keep enjoying it. If you have it and you loved it, you know, and your pillow costs $40, then, you know, so maybe you want to s- move it on. So I'm seeing not only these bright, bold colors like we've been talking about, the indigo, hunter, emerald green, but I'm seeing lots of contrast with bright colors with black and white. So very dramatic looks mm-hmm. with lots of contrast. Mm-hmm. And statement ceilings. Uh, we also recently did an episode all about ceilings, which I loved doing. And the darker ceilings, particularly in the living room, is something that's really hot now. And you know, it's a really interesting way to accent your room in general. But then we got a listener email, Jen W., who's been listening to us for a long time. I think it was might have been one of the first times that she emailed us, but she sent us the most beautiful pictures of her. Now, this was her master bedroom, but it could easily been have done and have had been done in someone's living room too. Um, the key here is Jen had these very angled ceilings. She said it was a 1980s suburban home and had this sort of vaulted and all angled ceiling. And I mean, if anybody has a house from that era or remembers houses from that era, there was a, a lot, builders were doing a lot of that. Like, what are you doing on the ceiling? You know, it's, it just makes it difficult to decorate it. And so painting it this darker color, she says that it camouflaged all these awkward angles. And you guys, it's so beautiful. So, you know, where I was getting ready for this episode, I remembered that email had come in. So thank you, Jen. This was so timely. And again, even though it's a different room, oh, it, it really looked like her room was A, out of a catalog. And then when she had this dramatic blue, and you know I'm not a blue girl, but I mean, this blue could turn me. It's Lucerne by Benjamin Moore. And I just, I'm standing up and I'm applauding you right now. Jen w. It was a beautiful, beautiful room. I remember beautiful. seeing that. It was gorgeous. But she also painted the vents. Now, a lot of people don't do that. So if you're going to paint your ceiling in your bedroom or in your living room, which is the room we're talking about today, make sure you paint the vents or you get vents that match exactly. Uh, because why do you want the white popping out or that that really sad looking taupe color? So that was great. It, and then what Jen and her husband did is they added some crown molding where the wall would meet the ceiling all the way around. So it just finished it off beautifully. It, it's stunning. And I could definitely see that in someone's living room, particularly if you had one of these really funky angled ceilings. Mm. Great well idea. Done. 
Oh, yeah. And, and I am speaking as someone who actually has dark wood floors, but the light wood floors are very hot right now. Am I, I changing have dark mine? Wood floors too. No, but the light wood floors are gorgeous too. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of a let's make it a little different. It doesn't have to all be the same shade. So it kind of went a little darker, a little lighter. I think it's just kind of fun to have it a little bit different and not the standard shade that everyone's floor is. I think that's what makes it fun is to change it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, and I think the lighter, you know, maybe the lighter flooring also t- just goes with the colorful poppy you know, seating and different accents that we're seeing too. It's just light, lightening it up a little bit. It's nice. Yeah. Speaking of lightening it up, acrylic furniture. Are you seeing that everywhere? Because I am. And that's in- a great item mm-hmm. for a living room. Uh, particularly in coffee tables and nesting tables. It's fairly inexpensive. We love the idea that it has a very um, low visual impact. So, you know, if you had it with a chair and an ottoman and then you had an acrylic side chair, it, it wouldn't look as busy. So that could be really a great option. And it's really nice and lightweight too. And I'm such a fan of the nesting tables. You could just be moving them all around where needed if you're entertaining or you just want to sit down in a different chair that doesn't have a dedicated table next to it and read your book and put your teacup down or something like that. I think they're so useful. Right. And you know, the other interesting thing is because I've been looking at coffee tables because I just bought one that I'm waiting to come in. It's actually a gold looking stand with a very large tray on it. So it's almost four feet long tray. So it's a very large tray. I mean, the whole top is a tray that that I think comes off, but it's kind of a cream colored tray with the gold stand. I noticed in looking at the coffee tables that very few of them were wood anymore, that the metal was really hot, mostly with the gold a lot with the marble top or travertine and a few with black bases, but they've definitely the look for the coffee table seems to have really changed a lot lately. Yeah. I, I think you're right. The wooden coffee, it's so kind of kind of glumpy looking. Well, some know? of the wood ones just look kind of chunky and too heavy. Yeah. That's, that's what mm-hmm. I mean by glumpy. Yeah. Oh, chunky well, there you go. That's what I, glumpy. yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. Glumpy. Yeah. Glumpy. Um, and it just, and it, you have no choice. It's there and that's where it's going to be. You know, like if you had these little nesting, I'm just all about that. You think I had like a, you know, a warehouse full of nesting tables I was trying to sell. I just <laughs> love nesting tables. Well, it's like, they're just, so functional. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, you could have, the, they could always sit, you know, the three of them sort of coming out from each other a little bit, but then, you know, they could always be like that if you like it. Like that. I saw it's a really lot. Interesting. I saw a lot of nesting tables too. So very hot right now, for sure. I'm not alone on the nesting. Okay, how about really large-scale art? We saw that coming on, and it is great in, in sort of a modern space. You could almost just like, in your mind's eye, conjure that image up, you know, like a, a low-slung sofa, maybe in, you know, a bright color, and then a very minimalist room, and then a giant piece of art. Like, everybody's seen that kind of thing. But this is big art in really any style. So not so much more the gallery wall of lots of little things, but one big statement piece. You are so on track with that, Kelly. I love trend. You are on trend, baby. It's true. I mean, and it's not just a trend thing. The small art is going to get lost on a big wall. You've got to go big. But I think the I think the manufacturers are just now figuring that out. And so these things are more available. But yes, go with a big piece of artwork. And you said it looks modern and contemporary and now, but you know what? It looks fantastic on it would look fantastic in a Parisian apartment with molding that's beautiful. It doesn't matter what the room is. You want a big piece of art that's you're going to notice. Oh, yeah. And the art doesn't have to be, you know, something abstract. I mean, just when you're thinking about art, it could be anything. It could be giant flowers. It could be, you know, a a pastoral scene, just bigger. And when we did our episode, I forget exactly what we called it, but we can link it here. I'll find it um, about wall art options and places to shop for wall art. Remember when we did that one? Mm -hmm. And I came upon this woman on Etsy her name is June and she's just lovely. And her 
The shop is called Art Tide Art. So A-R-T-T-I-D-E Art. And she's on Etsy. And I'll put the link in here. And remember, I, you might recall that I talked about a really big piece that I had in mind. Well, I ended up getting that at, it, for the barn. I haven't put it up yet. And it's it's large. It's 48 by 48. So it's a giant square. Oh, that's a nice uh, size. Yeah. And hers comes, it's hand painted. And then hers comes on the canvas. So I have to, I'm sort of thinking of interesting ways to hang it. I mean, I could. I could have it stretched and put it on wood like a canvas would be. Um, I don't want to frame it. It just seems like it should be – there should be some different application. I'm even thinking of like doing some sort of rustic rod. and So I got a lot of ideas bounce, bounce around in my head, so I had to figure it out. But anyway, I would recommend everybody checking out uh, June's work over at Art Tide Art. She um, has a variety of sizes. I mean, you could get it three times as big as the piece that I got, or you get them smaller. And it they're original art pieces of artwork that then are copied. You know, so it's not the original Van Gogh. You know, somewhere there is the original of my painting, but mine is kind of, you know, is, is a hand-painted copy of that. So the price point is much better. Um, and it's, it's super big. Like, it's going to really be a statement in that room. Mm, super cool. And you were talking about the neutrals still being in. Uh, I think that the I'm seeing new neutral tones. So a very pale blush, a very pale dusty pink being used as a neutral. That's what I'm seeing on the horizon. Right. Yes, definitely on the horizon. How about some um, purposeful arrangements of your furnishings you know, in this living room? So we've got the big art. We've got, uh, you know, maybe a statement ceiling even. We've got some colorful accent chair, but how are we going to arrange it all? Uh, are, is our couch just going to be like shoved up against the wall, uh, you know, and then just leave this big cavernous space in the center? You really need to rethink your room layouts for function and to be aesthetically pleasing. So it's really all about inviting seating. So I would invite you to re-examine your living room and it doesn't have to be where everybody, all the pieces are sort of all spread out and touching the walls everywhere. Rethink it, play with it, move it around. It's a very fresh look uh, in any room at any time to rearrange the furniture. And it's really one of the cheapest thrills that I get regularly. (laughs) It's like just moving furniture around because it changes the feel of the room exponentially. And it's free. Yeah. Just, and you might like it. And if you don't, then you just get a little exercise putting it back. And that's all good. Yeah. Me- mixed metal accents. So putting brass, gold, and nickel together, or maybe some other combination. But you can definitely use different metals in a room. So you can use one metal on a lamp, a different one on a pull on a dresser, and maybe another metal... Uh, used on perhaps your your coffee table that you have in the room. So it doesn't, you don't have to stick with all gold in a room or all silver in a room. That may be the way things were 20 years ago, but they're they're not now. Um, we, I want you to think about black with respect to your fireplace. I want you to really rethink your fireplace. A lot of you listening are going to have a fireplace that is brick and it might be that natural brick, you know, the just the red. Um, many of you will have a fireplace as the focal point in your living room in particular. Some people don't have a fireplace and that's awesome too. And you'll have a different focal point. But since we're in the living room and since it is a thing that's in many living rooms, it might not be the fireplace of your dreams. And there might be some really easy tweaks to change it. And and make you much happier. And that is definitely a way to refresh in your living room and be on trend. You may see, uh, looking around the design magazines and definitely like the higher end design magazines, I am seeing tons of brick painted black. Remember when we were all painting brick white? Yeah. Right, and that's right. a great thing too, mm-hmm. but that's a different mm-hmm. look. You know, the black obviously a little edgier, a little, it could be more modern. It could also be- great for hiding that TV. Right. Great for hiding the tea. But black doesn't necessarily need to be equated with modern um, or contemporary. It 
it can just be moody, you know? It could work really well. Imagine like a velvet, green velvet wingback chair, you know, sort of pulled up somewhere near a matte black brick fireplace. Like yummy, right? So right. some and, gold accents in that room. Aww. And what you're talking about here saying that the black, it used to be very modern look and now it's not necessarily just modern or contemporary looking. I'm thinking too about the hot look is how it's really a good mix of old and new. I think that is really a hot trend now is that you don't go for a an all traditional or an all contemporary look in a room. That it's the mix of the two that really brings a grounding and freshness to a room. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Can I jump back into the fireplace for a second? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's no, no problem. Um, just some simple things to do. So you could paint, right, if you don't like the brick. Or even if you don't have brick, if you have a mantle. Uh, maybe you paint the mantle a fun color. I mean, I'm not suggesting this is for everyone, but I have seen, now I've seen it like two or three times. I saw it in the magazine, then I saw it online. Some woman did her apartment, and it was an older brownstone kind of apartment with a really cool, ornate fireplace. And she did her mantle in hot pink because it reminded her of her grandmother for whatever reason. <laughs> and did you it, see this? Yeah. It looks fabulous. It was Oh, in, did it? I, oh. I don't know if it was in El Decor or it was in House Beautiful. It was somewhere. And it, she just pulled it off. And, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't look and like- And you can. Yeah. It did look like Barbie lived there. It Uh looked really cool. Now, of course, that's very extreme. Was it a soft pink or a very no? It was bubblegum pink. What? Yeah, I yeah. I'll find out where it was. Okay, you got to include the link link for this thing. I want to see it. But you know, that's one end of the spectrum. But then the other end of the spectrum is just this like red slash orange new brick with you know gray grout fireplace. Uh, or, you know, something similar to that, or just something that's not inspired, right? And because your fireplace is the focal point, I think this is, if you have one in your living room, um, if you don't have one, you can, you know, go get yourself a iced tea or coffee and keep, I'll stop talking about fireplaces in a second, but you can really do a lot for your room. So I have a client who we, hers was, it's stone on the outside. So we kept the natural stone. It's very beautiful. It goes all the way up to the ceiling. But the inside was just like charred. It was just like cinder blocky colored stone. So uh, we painted the inside, the high heat paint. You have to do the high heat matte black. We took off those chain, um, you know, the things that close on the chain, like, and it's just like sort of the mesh chain that comes across. Oh, You were picturing that now? We took oh, yeah, that I know off what that is. Mm-hmm. And took the track off. We took out the logs that had probably been in there for 50 years. And uh, it's it was gas. And then we put in the fire glass stone. So the, the, the shards of glass that you could buy that come in all different colors. And her accent color is like this teal blue. So we did whites and clears and te- not white, but clear, teal blue, and then a lighter blue. And it is stunning. And what a difference. And really, it was a can of paint, removing the mesh, and then however many bags of these glass shards that we needed, which was, it's a fairly large opening. So it was a lot of bags, but you can get those for like somewhere between anywhere from like 22 to like $30, depending on what you choose. Fabulous. Now, that is a really w- great way to up your game in your living room. To be on trend, you can add in the color with these glass shards. You can bring in this cool matte black that is being used everywhere. And again, you know, I mean, painting brick is not really reversible. Once you paint it, it's painted, but you could always paint it a different color, you know, if you got Mm -hmm. tired of the black. True. Yeah, it's pretty porous. So it's going to absorb the primer for sure. That would be very difficult to get rid of later. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, that was a uh, fun project because it was, you know, it was like one of those things like I kind of like to, you know, if you could be done in like a day, like we were done in like two days with it. Oh, and it nice. made such a difference in the room. 
Well, I want to go back to coffee tables for a minute because like I said, I spend a lot of time looking at coffee tables because, you know, I can't decide just looking at two, right? Mm -hmm. I have to look at thousands, of course, drive myself nuts. But uh, I did learn a lot about what coffee tables are out there. And not only did I see a lot of metal coffee tables, especially ones with marble tops, but I also saw a lot of round coffee tables. I thought that was very interesting Mm-hmm. that there were a lot of round ones, especially with maybe a marble top on them. And another thing I saw that was pretty cool is the people using ottomans as a coffee table. That's not new, but the thing I saw a lot of were the kilims, a kilims on an ottoman and uh-huh. using that as the coffee table. So I love, I love a kilim or a jewelry rug. And I think that's a beautiful way to add some color and fun to a room is to use that ottoman. Use an ottoman covered with one uh, as a coffee table. Oh, do you have any links for that? Maybe people would want to see. I will. I can find some. Sure. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this leads into something I want to talk about is maybe adding a poof or an ottoman or some sort of portable seating like that. And maybe that's where you add in your colorful seating because that's even a lesser price point than doing a, a reasonably priced accent chair. I mean, I you know, I love a poof. And they're just so, again, so useful, kind of like the nesting table, so mobile. And so many of them are just so, I mean, some of them are just super cute, but they're, they could be, they could evoke so much. Like if you did the kill them, you, so you've kind of got this natural, organic, almost tribally thing going on. Yeah. You could do a furry one. You could do a knitted one. I just got a round. And I'm going to have it for my crush. So I don't know if I can. I'm not going to tell you yet, but I have something for my crush that's an ottoman. Something that that's round. Thought. She's already told us it's something round. Something that's round. And then you can put your feet on. <laughs> and, oh, I love it. And I was like, you know what? This is such a good price. It was on Supercell. And then, um, you know, and I can use it in so many different places if I didn't like it where I originally thought. Because, you know, sometimes in your head, it seems great. And then you get it home and you're like, oh, that's too small well, for the chair or whatever. I'm so with you on the ottomans and excuse me, the poofs. I love using them throughout my house. I've slip covered them. I've moved them from from one room to another. I have a few round ones. I have square ones. I have rectangular ones. They're fabulous Mm -hmm. and such a great way to have extra seating. Like you said, I've used benches at the dining room table that, that were then moved to the foot of a bed, but could also be used as a coffee table. Uh, I just think it's such a great functional piece of furniture that is so flexible. Yeah, I would definitely, if you don't have one in your living room, see if you can find a way to add one. Yeah, and an ottoman, a large ottoman is a great coffee table. Well, don't you use it like that? That's, well, I have, well, until my new one comes, yes. Oh, okay, so you were looking with a purpose. You weren't just looking oh, for this Oh, that's episode. what I'm saying. Yeah, I bought a new one. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. So which one did you buy? I bought the large, it's a large tray. Mm-hmm. It's on a gold stand, but the tray, it's almost four feet long and about two feet deep. Oh, oh so, so the one you were big, just talking about is the one you bought. Correct. It's a big cream colored tray mm-hmm. that fits on the stand. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah. I'm very well, excited I'm sure about we'll it. see pictures of that. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I didn't see it anywhere um, and, you know, cause I was looking, we were looking for trends and following up on the trends that came out, uh, in early January for the living room and nowhere to be seen was the bar cart that was super oh, hot, hot yes, a couple of years ago. I think it tripped. Yeah. <laughs> And went rolling down the hill. <laughs> it's I still, no, I'm not making fun. I do love bar carts. So if you have them, I'm not saying get rid of them, but I'm just saying they were everywhere. And I think it was an overkill thing. I got tired of seeing them everywhere. Oh, they were everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, and it again, it's a useful piece of furniture. They're great if, pieces. Yeah, if you do it or, you know, if you do it. I mean, if you make cocktails like that, it's charming. I mean, even if you don't, but you you wanted to have a bar cart and put plants on or something like it's a different type of shape in your living room that might just fit in that random awkward corner that you have, you know? So it's definitely a piece that you could consider adding if you had an area like that, or, or, you know, maybe you just like, you have nice wine and you want to have it set up at the ready. I'm, you know, no problem with that, but it was, 
every time you turned around, somebody was designing, there were even whole blog tours, people designing what they'd put on bar carts. You're like, wow, really? Like that was, you know, a deep dive into the bar cart. So I, yeah, I'm really not seeing them anymore. I think, yeah, as Anita's saying, if you have one and you love it, go for it. But it's certainly that you might be able to get, if you want one, you might be able to get one on sale now because they're certainly not the hottest thing well, and anymore. So, right. And for these trends, there's some things that we read that say this is the latest trend. And then it's, and then it, we also see certain things that this seems to be everywhere. And it's interesting because just because you read it's the case doesn't mean it's actually happening. And one example is I was reading that red is back, but am I seeing it? I'm not seeing it, but I'm reading it. But are you seeing that anywhere? No, but I, but you're absolutely right. People are talking about red being back, but I'm not, I'm not really seeing that happen yet. I don't know. I think we got to ease into that one. I mean, and I was, it's coming, you know, it's coming because blue has been groom blue and gray has been so hot and right. things it's the swinging color. of the pendulum. So, you know, the red's coming back. We just don't know when. Right. Exactly. Cause this year with it, it was all about colors coming back just in general color. Right. So I, you know, it might then go cause red is really, a you know, it's a very dominant impactful color. So that you don't might take a year or so to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a red girl. I was hardcore. We both were. Red girl. I even had red cabinets in my kitchen. I had red pretty much everything. In fact, I've decided to bring it back. Oh, stop it. You're bringing it back. So you're the one doing this. Well, I don't have any pictures yet, but I decided I wanted to do something fun in my podcast recording studio, which is also our guest quarters above uh-huh. the garage, which is also the garage apartment. So there was a large, large red jewelry rug I had in the shed at the farm. And it's about a 10 by 14 rug ah. that I had rolled up. And I said, just let's just throw that puppy in the back of the car. Let's bring that thing back to the house. And I rolled it out here and I'm enjoying it. Well, you dipped your toe in with those tall pillows that we have in the store that have <laughs> bits of red in it. And then that wisteria wall hanging that you got that had the bits of red in it. Mm-hmm. And they all, they looked so beautiful together. Mm. Yes, okay. I know. Could be, could be happening. Wow. Be happening. You, might, you might, everybody might be seeing a lot more of your uh, blue things kind of going into the you know, blues going into Oh, your I'm bins. not getting, get rid of my blue. And this is just my, my garage apartment. So it's not in my main. But is that fun that if you have a standalone oh, place like that, you could just do it completely differently? Well, I just thought, you know what? This room is by itself and I wanted to just play around and experiment here. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm not going to buy these red things. I'm just going to pull them from the house, from my closets, right. under the beds. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> I've got red things everywhere. It tucked away in all the nooks yes. and crannies are red. So yeah, everybody, I think that that you got a good overview of what uh, is going on in the living rooms. And you know, I love suggesting, and I hope that sometimes you guys do it, like really go and stand in the entryway to your living room and look around and be like, hey, maybe I could add a poof or, oh, you know, maybe that fireplace. So there's a lots of things that you can do to give that room a fresh look and, you know, on trend, on trend, like it doesn't really matter. It's just if you want to freshen it up, here's some ideas of things that are, uh, you know, sort of percolating in the design world now for this particular room. And if you want to try out a few of those things, go for it and send us pictures. We'd love to see. So let's slide into our crushes. I know you all just like on bated breath waiting to hear about <laughs> my round thing. Oh, I'm sure. So there I am in the aisle at Joanne's. And I had to get, oh, what, I was there forgetting. Oh, I went to get some ribbon for something or other. So, you know, of course, you're just supposed to go in and get your ribbon and leave. And then you just don't because then you're yeah, like, not necessarily. Oh, Glitter. Oh, papers. Oh, look at that. Pom- a bag of pom-poms, you know, that sort of thing. So then I'm in that aisle. Like, why is everything always on like super duper discount and there? It's cracks me up. I don't go there that often, but what I do, I always leave with something. Sometimes I regret it, but you're like, oh, (laughs) you know, like I don't really need that thing for Halloween. But okay. So this was in um, one of those, you know, does your, do you go to Joanne? So do you have that too, where they're like, everything here is 60 
percent off. Well, you the coupon. You can use a coupon, I think, for oh, one thing. Please don't even get me started with the app. I'm like a crazy person with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have one near me, so I don't go very often. But okay. I do enjoy it because it's a fabric store. Well, right, and there's really no other place that you can like. Uh, uh, you know, when I lived in New York, there was kind of like still like a five and dime and you could go get ribbon there if you needed like so something, you know, I'm not, I'm talking about like fabric ribbon, not, you know, they had all kinds of like notions yeah. and stuff like that. Like satin you, ribbon or Yeah, ring. there's no place yeah. to go do that. So I had to go to Joanne's. So anyway, here it is. And I didn't recognize the, the, you know, they had like, they have all those different lines or whatever. And so I didn't recognize this one. Clearly it was priced too high for the clientele. Like, you know, People at Joanne's expect to get a nice deal. And so all this stuff was 20% off. And then it was like another 60%. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like they were going to give me cash and let me leave with the item. (laughs) And there was this knit poof. Now I've, I've seen the, I mean, this is not a new item, but I've seen them all around. And I I was like, oh, but well, it turned out it was like 20 two dollars or something but at the Stop end of the day it. yeah it was marked down from like 80 something i'm like you gotta be kidding so i get this little round poofy thing and it's very neutral and i'm just like it's so cute and it was the only one there and i kind of felt like i couldn't leave it there <laughs> i was like i'll take you home so i Aww. go up to the counter and then i pull up my app and she's like oh and you could use the 20 percent and then all so how sudden- much was it Oh, it was like $18, literally. Oh, my goodness. Now, of course, that was it. And I couldn't find it on the Joanne's website. But I looked them up for you guys because I love it. Okay. So it came home. I would have paid more for it now how much I love it. And it 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 melds whatever, whatever room you put it in. It just works. And so I have it in the living room. And I, you know, I'm a smallish person. And when I sit on those chairs, the the ones I call Victorian Albert, I, I like, you know, I'm kind of like skimming the ground with my feet. So I like to have a little something, something. And this is perfect. And so anyway, I found a really lovely one for you guys and I'll link it. And it comes in black and brown and ivory and this really, really pretty blue. And it that, this one's $45. But I'm telling you, I would have spent more than that on mine now that I love it so much. So that's my crush for today. Well, I have a podcast that Ooh, I, I love. love. That. And if you were getting a starter kit for podcasts to listen to, this would be in my starter kit. Just ah. like you talked about the revisionist history. Yeah, yeah. This one's kind of a general interest podcast. It's called Reply All Ooh. by Gimlet. Okay. Uh, they call it a podcast about the internet, but it's basically like a detective story. Oh. But it's not murder mystery. That's all, you know, more more happy and, and not- it's fictional? No, no, it's all real stuff. But a lot of times people write in and say, hey, I have this itch issue or this thing happened. What was really going on? Oh. So, for example, so Alex and PJ investigate bizarre things that happen. Oh. And they find, I'm amazed at how they get down to what actually happened. So, for example, um, somebody stole somebody's Snapchat name oh. and they kind of found out like on the dark web who stole it. Oh, it's it just amazing. How can they even do that? And then like, for example, it's Domino's Pizza around the nation. There was somebody called Adam Pisces that mm-hmm. was buying $2 Cokes everywhere. Oh. And they wanted to get to the bottom of it. Oh. So it's true stuff that happened. And they tracked down the real story behind. Interesting. I know, but it's stuff you probably haven't heard about in the news. Right. And it doesn't really sound that interesting, but by the time, by the end of the episode, you're like, well, then what happened? Oh, isn't that good? Well, it's not fun. Yeah, it I is like good. It. So I like it. I'm going like to give it a try. I love trying yeah. the podcast that you recommend. Um, okay. So we have a great listener question today, Rachel. Uh, Rachel S. So Rachel Simon, I'm going to tell you her last name. We don't have to have PJ and whoever <laughs> sauce it out for you because <laughs> Rachel Simon has a really great Instagram and I enjoy, we follow each other and we, she was a listener first, I think. And then we found each other there. And so I, I get to see what her house looks like and whatnot. And she is really posting lovely things. So I recommend that everybody um, goes over and if you're an Instagrammer, follow Rachel Simon, Rachel Simon designs. We can put the link there. Um so anyway, Rachel sends us a, an email and we've emailed on various other topics as well. This one is about Persian rugs. And I thought this would be a perfect one for today because, you know, she has a Persian rug in her living room. A lot of people probably have Persian rugs in their living room. And, uh, you know, are you tired of it? Is it on trend? You spent a lot of money for it. 
What do you do if you're kind of over it? So we were having this um, email exchange all about that. So Rachel's specific thing is she has three of them. Uh, they are red and slash maroon. They were expensive. She bought them many years ago. Um, she feels like they're heavy and they pulled the eye down. She's looking to get lighter and more neutral in her decor. And so she was asking, what did we think? Um, and was there a market to sell them and a few other items? So if you want me to tell you what I thought first, and then you can jump in and tell me what you think. Okay, sure. Okay. Well, first of all, you really, you need to, even though you spent a lot of money on them, if you don't love them anymore, Rachel, then it's probably time to let them go to another house. I mean, you have a big catch and release we talked about, right? She has a beautiful home. She also has a lake home. So she was like, maybe I could take them to the other house. But then you're taking something you don't like to the other house. And then you're decorating around it. We never want to spend time and money and energy decorating around something that we really don't like just because we feel bad about the fact that many years ago we spent some money on it. That's probably not a great idea. Or designing and decorating around an item that someone else gave you because they couldn't use it anymore, but they wanted you to keep it. All right. So all those things are not good reasons to be taking your time and energy and additional monies to decorate around something. Cause at the end of the day, you're not going to be happy. So I really think based on her email and what I'm seeing going on and the trend, if you will, in her Instagram, she's definitely getting lighter and things are changing. Although Rachel still has a very, um, traditional look in a sense. She has got wallpaper in her dining room. I believe she has you know, a formal uh, dining room. I don't want to call it a set, but definitely a table and chairs and things like that. So she's not like all mid-century now or all boho or you know, everything's not whitewashed or anything like that. So even though her Persian rugs could probably still work in the bulk of her decor or her overarching look, I think it's time to let them go. If someone's in a similar situation and they're not really ready to let them go, here's sort of a middle ground, which I also suggested to Rachel. You could layer them, put a sizal underneath it. You know, if they're not absolutely tremendously sized Persian rugs, maybe you can get something underneath it. So it'll change it. It'll make it look a little bit different. Another option is if you really had to keep the rugs and you really, really wanted a much lighter look. It is kind of cool to have that kind of rug with a very, very stark white decor, but she's not going in that direction. You know, it's not like she's throwing everything out and just keeping these rugs, but just if someone else had them, this is, you know, different ways you could go. But I really think for Rachel and her situation and maybe a lot of other people, it's just time to roll that rug up. And just like (laughs) Anita said about her red rug that she had in the shed, you know, Maybe don't sell it. Maybe just put them somewhere. And maybe in five or six years or 10 years, you're going to want them again. Uh, But if you do want to sell, I found a link to a person. Now, I don't think you'd have to contact her individually, but it it was a person who specializes in these types of rugs. And I believe she was in North Carolina. And she did say that she buys and sells them. But it might be more hassle than it's worth, you know, to get her a big heavy rug and things like that. Um, But apparently there is a market for them. And so you might have a rug store in your town. I mean, normally a town has a store like that. Those, those stores just seem to exist. Do you guys have one? Like I could picture one like in your neighborhood too, Anita. That sells just rugs? Yeah, just like that kind of rug, like that sort of. They all went out of business here. Oh, well, see, we still yeah, have. Yeah, they're all there's... gone. Oh, really? See, mm-hmm. now, well, that's that tells you something right there. But we do have a couple in one in Pasadena and one South Pasadena. So if anybody's listening close by, um, there's one on Mission Street, and I know there's one on Colorado in uh, it, ne- near me. What do you think? Well, yeah, I had several rugs like this that I did sell. I took to the consignment store and that's what I recommend is the consignment store. But I'm going to tell you right up front, when I took them in there, uh, they said, "Mm, I'm not sure these are going to sell. And guess what? They didn't sell at first. And so basically it was a donation that uh, for me, because it was past the time, Mm. you know, they didn't sell in 90 days and then they marked them way down and some probably Putty probably walked away with them for 20 bucks or something. So it's hard to sell these. They're not popular. You can go to Craigslist or sometimes people sell things. I know some other blogger friends uh, 
unloading some things on Facebook. So there is a marketplace there. Craigslist is also free. You can go Etsy or eBay, but you have to pay them and, you know, create the account if you want to do it that way. But, you know, it's interesting. I was looking at the rooms and here's, here was my thought on it. I felt like the bedroom was a little too neutral for the rug. And I felt like the living room with that rug felt a little too traditional. Mm -hmm. So I felt like those two rooms could use a different rug of hers, but the living room or the dining room, excuse me, I felt a little differently about she, it was all darker, bolder colors. She had dark color on the wall that was wallpaper. She had a dark table, dark buffet, dark chairs. And so I felt like the rug kind of went in the dining room. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, it could, could definitely stay there. And if anybody wanted to see that, I know that Rachel has a post uh, showing her, her wallpaper because um, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful wallpaper. So that's the one room I probably would leave it in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of my thought, unless you're just Sometimes people have kind of made up their mind. They're sick of something. They're tired of it. And it's time for it to go. And if that's the case, just get moving You have on. our permission, Rachel. You have our permission to move it on. If you need But if it. you really were unsure, I think that is the one room I probably would keep it in. But yeah, I've had some rugs that I spent a lot of money on. And I was very torn about it, about getting rid of them. And I don't know. At some point, you just have to bite the bullet and just move them on. But here's another thing I wanted to mention to you, and that is check out this website, houseandgarden.co.uk. This is a House and Garden magazine. It's a British site, and a lot of these traditional homes use a red killum or a red oriental rug on the floor. The rooms are gorgeous. And they use these red rugs all the time. And they the rooms look just stellar, smashing, gorgeous. And they've started with the base of these deep red rugs. So I think it's kind of one of those things to... Now, I agree with you, Kelly. I've seen the white room that has the red rug and it looks lovely. But a lot of times when you just have kind of a room with it's kind of neutral and then you just have one thing with a lot of color like that it feels like you couldn't decide which way to go mm-hmm. so i i think that you have to be careful about that and sometimes these oriental rugs can make a room feel dated so you know it might be so i guess what i'm trying to say is either either stick to it just go for it and and pile on more pattern and color or kind of start over with a with a a fresher, newer rug with less color in it. And I wouldn't even necessarily say less color, but but not with the red. The reds, you know, are hard to work with I, unless you have other red in the room. Right. So that's kind of my thought. But you can make those red rugs look beautiful. And that's why I want you to go look at that site. So they're not, they're not this horrible thing that I think some people think that they are. You can, you can really work with them. But here's another idea. If you're undecided, one of the things I did with some rugs I just couldn't decide about was I just rolled them up, put them in the shed (laughs) or in the closet for a while and just tried it without any rug. And there were a few rooms where I thought, you know what, I'd rather have no rug than this older rug that I had. And if that's the case, then you know that rug is not for you anymore. That's a good test. Yeah. You need to move on. The other thing is if you can get one locally, you can buy one. And try it. And then if you don't like it, you can return it. Now, once you've shipped one from some online store, then it's hard to return it. So um, anyway, that's my thought on that. Okay. And Rachel was thinking, you know, maybe some natural woven or something like that. So I referred her and I'll refer to anybody else if they're thinking about updating uh, to our episode on natural woven rugs. Uh, We really uh, got deep into the details on each different type. And, you know, not every one of those rugs is the same and durability and all those kind of things. So that is episode 193. And we'll put the link to that in the show. Notes. And I designed a rug for Dash and Albert. So oh, we'll for goodness the link sake, for that. Did. So I mean, She's just check designer. it out. Goodness gracious. It's linen. It's beautiful, but it's a cream colored rug or, or, or oatmeal colored with blue stripes on it. So that's a totally fresh. Oh, clean yeah. Look. So put put the link to that. So pretty. Yes. Um, I so we want to remind you guys that Mondays you you're not having deja vu. We're just coming at you with a uh, best of for a 
little bit in the summertime to catch everybody up that's a new subscriber and new listener. And so we hope that you enjoy those again. And we know a lot of you, because you tell us, go back and listen again and again. So we've picked out the ones that are the most popular. And so we'll be slipping those in on Mondays and Wednesdays. You will have fresh content with Anita and I uh, throughout the summer. And then we'll be back to two uh, new episodes a week. Um, I th- believe it's, you know, just towards the end of the summer. So that's all good. And another really good thing is that we have an opportunity for you to get a hand curated by uh, one of us, a vintage box from bespokedecor.store. Now, these boxes have been very popular. We did them for Round Top. We did a Christmas box. I did a garden box. And I recently did a Rose Bowl box. And those were larger boxes. The price point was a bit higher. And we decided we wanted to make this um, vintage box available to more people. So we're making it a bit smaller um, with a lower price. So it's a lower price, but just as nice. And it's um, $65. And believe me, you will get a lot more vintage value than uh, dollars spent. And it is really a delight for us to, to put these boxes together. We have so many beautiful vintage items that we know are, would delight you all. So if you want to, uh, take us up on that opportunity. We don't have too many of those left, but we'll put the link in the show notes. Right. Um, And we really try to be very generous with those. So they're a bargain. Oh yeah, we have. You get carried away. Like, oh, let me just add one more thing. I know. Oh, let me. Oh, let me put something else in there. Oh, this will go with that, or she could create a vignette. From almost every box we've sent out, we hear back that they are so delighted with everything in the box. I know that's another thing we should probably put together. All those nice emails. Yes, yes. And thank you to everyone, like our friend Susan, who every time we come out with a box, she buys a box, and so many other uh, ladies. I just sent another one out recently, and we got such a rave review on it. So anyway, it's super fun for everybody involved, I guess what it is. But we wanted to bring that to your attention in case you don't get the Bespoke Decor um, emails, which come out on Sundays. And if you wanted to get that, we'll put the link in the show notes for that as well. So it's just one email a week letting you know of our new items and the sales. So, wow, we covered a lot today. Oh my goodness. I know. It was a blast. It always is. So remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you.